Charlemagne the God here. I can't wait to see you at the Black Effect Podcast Festival coming to you live on Saturday, April 22nd at the Pullman Yards in Atlanta, hosted by myself and Jess Hilarious. If you haven't gotten your tickets, what are you waiting for? The Black Effect is bringing some of the hottest podcasts live, like the 85 South Show, Horrible Decisions, and Big Facts for one day only, okay? For inspiring podcasters, we've got you covered. If you don't want to miss the Black Effect Podcast Festival, make sure to get your tickets today at blackeffect.com. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Please stand clear of the doors. Oh, yes, we're at Disneyland. So excited. We're on the monorail, obviously, because you just heard the noise. Hey, we're going to meet Jen at the Blue Bayou, man. I cannot wait to eat at this restaurant. I heard so many great things about it. Yeah, we better hurry up before she gets mad that we're taking too long. I know she has reservations. I think she might, I think she was there since like yesterday. I think she like camped out overnight. Yeah, she wants to get there super early, get a really good spot. Welcome to episode 92 of the Diz His Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Joe. I'm Alex. I'm Jen. Today, we will be giving the his on the Blue Bayou Restaurant. And, uh, you know, I've never been there. Alex, you've never been there. But Jen, you have been to the restaurant. I have. So uh, I've gotten some mixed feedback about, about us doing shows and doing history about places that the majority of the hosts haven't been. It's kind of been a mixture. Like some people are saying that they like us doing shows mm-hmm. that you no, know, we haven't been to. Some people are saying that they don't like us doing shows that we haven't been to. Uh, but I, I think it's good that we're kind of, you know, just because we haven't been to them doesn't mean our listeners haven't been to them. So uh, maybe they might want to hear the history on this, on this restaurant. So, you know, I think that it's good that we kind of, you know, branch out and go, we do the history on places that we, haven't been right, but the good news is that Jen has been to this restaurant. So Jen, what do you, uh, what do you, how do you feel about this restaurant? So this restaurant is it's really cool. When um, we were looking at the first time we were going to um, Disneyland, of course, you know you immediately launch into all the prepping and planning, and then you know anytime you go someplace that you've never been before, you know you're doing all this research because you want the best experience ever, mm-hmm. right? So we you know, this is kind of one of those iconic restaurants at Disneyland. And so absolutely felt like it was a must do. Uh, definitely did not disappoint. Uh, we've been there twice. Oh, wow. And um, yeah. it's, uh, it's, it's an atmosphere restaurant. The food's really good. Um, very, very big portions, but it's just the atmosphere of the restaurant is so cool. Um, the best thing you can equate it to is it's a it's a similar but different to um, the restaurant in Mexico. And forgive me because I don't know the name of it. Yeah. Where, um, but it's it's very similar. It's a similar vibe to that. But it's neat because of it being a, tied into pirates. Mm-hmm. That's what makes it um, cool. You know, and then that bayou is, I believe it's in the beginning or it's somewhere in the second pirates movie. They're in the bayou, second or third. I don't remember which one. Um, so that was kind of cool too, because that's kind of like a nod to the opening of that ride, which is really neat, which is right there in the middle of this restaurant. So it's kind of cool. Cool. And I, I have a question for you. And I, I kind of looked up the restaurant and I saw pictures and that's the first thing that I saw. I mean, the first thing that I thought of was the restaurant in Mexico, right? 
Mm-hmm. So is it is it an outside? It's not an outside restaurant. I couldn't tell because the pictures are really dark. No, no, it is not. It is similar to um, the. I'm going to look it up right now because I, I really. So wanna... that is super cool. I couldn't tell. Like I couldn't tell from the pictures. I was like, it's really dark in there. The first thing that my first like you know thought was the restaurant in Mexico, and I was like, wow, the San Angel. Uh, yeah, it's the San Angel in restaurant. That is it. Yeah, and the first thing I thought was that I was like, wow, that's super cool, right? Uh, why did you go there two times? Like, you know, you're going to Disneyland. You don't go to Disneyland very often. That's true. What, what made you decide to go there twice? Because it must that, that that's, must be that it's really cool and it's really good. Uh, but why? Well, the first time was um, just my husband and I. So before kids, we went. And then the first time we took the kids, it was kind of almost like wanting to go back and hit those highlights that um, we did before kids so that they could experience it. Um, You know, they thought it was cool. If I asked them right now, they probably would say, oh, yeah, maybe I remember that. Maybe, you know, my daughter more than my son. Um, But it's funny because obviously there's a, there's a Disneyland trip. There's a a potential for a Disneyland trip this summer for us. If the parks open back up, if the stars aligned, you know, we may stop on the way back from Hawaii and go to Disneyland if we are able to. And that has been the big debate for my husband and I, because the last time we went, we did not go to Blue Bayou. We went to um, a couple of different ones, but this time I would like to go back to Blue Bayou and he's kind of hesitant about it. So Mm. we'll just have to see if it's even open. So, okay. How about you, Alex? So you, I'm sure, you know, you've done a lot of research because you wrote the history. What do you think of this uh, place? I think it's awesome. Um, from looking at the history, I was like you, where I didn't know quite what it was when I first saw it. And then looking into it and seeing how, uh, they did it. I was wondering, I looked it up, but I couldn't figure it out. If it's like the first restaurant that's done like this at Disneyland in any Disney park. Well, it's Disneyland, right? So, of course, it was one of the earliest ones. But I'm talking about one of the parks that one of the restaurants that view the ride the way it does. And I don't know for sure, but because of how old it is and how it was made in like the what was it, early 60s. I have the date here, but I'm not looking at it for one second. Late 60s. I was curious if uh, it was the first ride that you can eat and then view a ride going by you at the same time. And I really just so, don't know. That's kind of interesting. I mean, I wonder if this was one of the first ones. I see. I see. I I, before, you know, us doing this episode, I thought, just by looking at the pictures, I thought this was like a newer restaurant. I didn't know it went back to like 1960s. Yeah, it looks really good, right? Yeah, man, it does. I thought it was, and it has, uh, whenever you think of New Orleans, what's the first movie you think of? I don't think of Pirates of the Caribbean, but what do you think of when you think of New Orleans? You think of Bayou. What movie do you think of? And now you I think, think of, of Princess and the Frog. Yeah. yeah, and that's what I was thinking. It was more like for that, you know, before us getting into the history of this episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, if this restaurant, I see, I didn't know how old it was, but if it was, if it was in the sixties, if that's when it was, it was first created, then that would be at least in a, a Disney type setting. Um, that would be the first restaurant that had this type of, um, you know, immersiveness within the confines of a ride. Because when you think about it, okay, so you have Epcot. So that was 81 or something like that. Mm -hmm. And then other Mm -hmm. than that, the only other thing that would kind of almost be a a little close would be, you know, the windows where you're looking over small world in Magic Kingdom. Which is again later. There's nothing else that I can think of off the top of my head that's similar to that. Yeah. And that's where you get into those unique experiences that, you know, dining experiences at Disney. 
is that, you know, you got the sci-fi theater, you got the prime time and you got these cool restaurants where, you know, you get to enjoy your meal and then see people riding rides, which is super, I think is cool. Definitely. Yeah. Let's get to the his on the blue bayou. The Blue Bayou is a full-service restaurant at Disneyland, California. It is located in Adventureland at the iconic New Orleans Square inside the same show building as a Pirates of the Caribbean attraction. This restaurant has Cajun-style dishes inspired by New Orleans. It is designed so that the guests feel as if they are dining at an outdoor restaurant at nighttime. It even inspired three other restaurants, Blue Bayou at Tokyo Disneyland, Captain Jack's in Disneyland Park Paris, and Barbosa's Bounty in Shanghai Disneyland. So like I told you guys, uh, we were messaging each other trying to figure out what episode we're going to do. I originally was going to do Captain Jack's because I wanted to do a restaurant in Paris because we haven't done a restaurant in a different place for a while. And upon looking at Captain Jack's, I was doing a little bit of research on it. And then I found out that Captain Jack's in Paris is actually based on Blue Bayou, which I did not know. So then that changed our whole episode to now be on Blue Bayou, which will then get into more information on Captain Jack's and Barbosa's bounty and the blue bayou that's in Tokyo. I don't know about you guys, but my favorite character in Pirates is Barbosa. I know that about that's you. That's funny. Me too. Is it really? It is. <laughs> what'd you say? What'd you say, Alex? I said I knew that about you. Did you? Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's he's such a great character. I love those characters when is he a good guy? Is he a bad guy? Like those characters have so much like depth and they're so like interesting. What are you? You good guy? Are you a bad guy? Who knows? Uh, and those in any movie. They have those characters. I love them. <laughs> it's like in the uh, the in the in the show Once Upon a Time. Who's the characters like Barbosa and Once Upon a Time? The um the the Wicked Queen or whatever. Well, yeah, but also Gold, right? Like the um Rumpelstiltskin character. Oh yeah. Like what is he? Is he a good guy, bad guy? Like you don't know. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, this is pretty cool that this restaurant was so good and so popular that they recreated it in uh, other parks right yeah it probably helped that it was attached to pirates caribbean which is also a very uh well-known and liked ride yeah i mean that's one of, that's an iconic ride that's that that's in the parks uh have we done the history in pirates yet yes we did what episode give me a I'm, I'm, I'm gonna find it i'm gonna find it give me a minute oh number uh 24 episode 24 i would love to do the movies that's a lot that's a lot of work if we do we'd, we'd have to do like sections we'd have to do like like one or two movies at once. You'd have to do one movie at a time, honestly. Yeah. That's the same yeah. with Star Wars. Like I, I'm even afraid to start doing I'm afraid to do like Star Wars or <laughs> you know, we haven't Marvel. Even touched. I'm afraid to. There's so much stuff. <laughs> I'd be like, I'd be like, I'm I got all the history I need, but I'm only halfway through the movie. What do I do? Part one we and should, part two. <laughs> oh, we should we should do uh we should do the that'd be so much fun to do those a move like a show on one of those movies. How many how many movies of Marvel are there? Oh right my now. gosh. Times that by two. That's how many episodes it'll take. It'd yeah, like, it would take it would be a long time. <laughs> when Disneyland opened, the main focus was to make a magical location with attractions that would keep guests returning. As time passed, guests started to complain about the food services available. When Imagineers started to design new parts of the park, they decided to add in themed restaurants. One of these was the Blue Bayou. This restaurant was thought back in the 1930s, almost coming to life inside the hit animation Fantasia. 
Its pencil drawings were reused for 1946's Make Mine Music using the song Blue Bayou. Imagineers thought the Pirates of the Caribbean was a great setting for a restaurant, and since this is off of New Orleans Square, the dishes, of course, would be Cajun-themed. The style of the restaurant was previously used for the Plantation House restaurant, which was open from 1955 until 1962, when it was closed and torn down to make way for New Orleans Square. Blue Bayou opened on March 18, 1967. It originally was going to have a live band, but was scrapped after its dress rehearsal and trial dinners in 1966. Walt told Disney executives the food and atmosphere will be the show for this themed restaurant. I can't imagine a live band in there. It would change it significantly because it's it's very um, it's very quiet and it's very serene because you know it's kind of like you're you mean you're in the middle of a swamp mm-hmm. essentially mm-hmm. or you're on the edge of a swamp and so it's it's just kind of got that subdued vibe and I I feel like um, you know a rip roaring Cajun band would definitely detract from the ambiance of the restaurant. Well, it's the same thing with uh, the restaurant over at Mexico. It's like it's it's uh, you know very quiet in there. Um, can you imagine throwing a mariachi Ma- band in there? <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> it would change the whole. It would change the whole atmosphere, right? Yeah. It also sound uh, different than being outside because it would have an inside sound because of the right. way the sound would bounce off all the walls. Oh uh, so yeah. Automatically, it would throw you off because you would hear the sound coming from everywhere. When if you were outside, you'd hear it from one direction. Yep, you're right. How do you guys like Cajun food, by the way? Not a big fan. How about you, Jen? Um, it's it's okay. It's, it's uh, sometimes I have an issue because there's you know the crawfish, shellfish. You know I can't really eat that, so I worry about cross contamination. Um, but the food in the restaurant was really good, and I'm sure we'll get into that, and I can kind of go into that a little bit more. But um, it's not like my it wouldn't be like one that I would seek out that style of food. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Do you like it, Joe? Uh, I'm not a big fan of like fish, you know, uh, you shrimp, have, stuff like Cajun that. Cajun without shrimp and fish. I do like the Cajun seasoning. Yeah, I don't like the seasoning. Like when you go to Five Guys, you know, you get that, those fries with the Cajun seasoning. I love that Cajun seasoning. You don't like Cajun seasoning at all? Not really. Oh, I love it. Blue Bayou was built inside the same show building as the Pirates of the Caribbean attraction. Imagineers used the dark ride as their inspiration for theming the restaurant as an outside nighttime sitting area. The dark distant ceilings, air conditioning, and coordinated lighting make this inside restaurant feel as if you're sitting outside under a moonlit night on the porch of a New Orleans mansion. The dancing glow of fireflies, the noise of crickets, bullfrogs, and banjos in the distance help add to the atmosphere. This restaurant has you dining by a swamp with Spanish moss-covered trees sitting among the water as boats embark on the Pirates of the Caribbean adventure. To help light up the moonlit area are streetlights and hanging lanterns. There are also small dim table lamps helping illuminate each diner's table. Once you are seated and start to enjoy this Cajun-style cuisine, you'll forget you're at Disney until you leave the restaurant, and then remember you're not in New Orleans on the bayou. This restaurant, even though it has been around for over 50 years, still is a very popular dining experience. The pricing of this restaurant fits the fancy ambiance it provides ranging from $35 to $60 per adult. With the success of the Blue Bayou and its showroom partner, Pirates of the Caribbean Attraction, the decision was made easy to try to recreate this in a different park. Unfortunately, they decided not to do so at Disney World's Magic Kingdom. So, Jen, I mean, $35 to $60 per adult, that is pretty expensive for a restaurant. 
what does this restaurant have? I mean, obviously cool atmosphere, right? Mm-hmm. But I, my personal opinion, I think I would want to go, you know, have a character d- dining. I would rather spend that money at like a Chef Mickey's or, uh, you know, a primetime cafe. What What is it that besides the atmosphere that makes this restaurant so good? Well, certain places you're paying for, you know, the characters and certain places you are paying for the atmosphere. I mean, the food at the finer dining restaurants or the, you know, the sit down restaurants, there's definitely um, more thought and effort put into it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I do think it's a good combination of that. I mean, my experience was I had the the Monte Cristo sandwich, which yeah. is um really good but the portions as far as that goes were humongous to the point where i could have very easily split it with two people Mm -hmm. so that going into it the second time and knowing that we actually ended up splitting meals just because it made more sense you know financially and you know food portion wise. I mean, Mm -hmm. when you're at, when you're at a theme park like this, you're not taking your food home because you're going to heat it up the next day. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, knowing that the portions were so big, you know, we were smarter about it that second time, but I mean, you've got nicer dishes there. Like I was trying to refresh my memory. I remembered what I had, but I was thinking about the other things and, you know, they've got ribeye and they've got rack of lamb. I mean, so you're talking about a a lot higher quality fare overall that you're paying for. So when you think about that, you know, you're not walking in and getting a $36 burger, you know, you're getting a full plated, you know, ribeye steak and sides and there's, I'm pretty sure there's bread service and, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So it, it's not your typical theme park food. Would you say it's kid-friendly? It's kid-friendly in the sense that it's a novelty because it's like the mind trick of, are we outside? Are we not outside? It's yeah. noon, but it's nighttime. And, you know, but it, there's nothing in there that's going to captivate small ones and have them be, you know, like, oh, wow. You know, there, there's no characters walking around or anything like that. Um, you know, it is a little slower because it is the, you know, sit down service. So if you have little ones with short attention spans, yeah, they're probably going to get bored with it. It's not like there's anything major going on with the ride. It's mm. it's the very opening sequence of the ride. So there's really not a lot of animatronics. You know, there's, there's a shack in the bayou. And if I remember correctly, maybe there's a rocking chair that moves and that's about it. So, um, you know, and there's a little bit of the music that's coming in from the ride, but nothing that's going to be riveting and, you know, capturing kids' attention. So when I when I did this research and uh, I'm actually was thinking, like, why don't we have one in Magic Kingdom? Because I would love to have this here at Magic Kingdom, of course. And I guess it makes sense that we don't have a New Orleans square, so they couldn't do it like that. But then they also made restaurants and changed them to fit the area. So I kind of wish they had done that here where they made a restaurant that's not Blue Bayou. But similar like it, but more based on the Pirates of Caribbean ride itself. Yeah, yeah I, I, that'd be kind of cool. More restaurants, the better for me. The more I get to try. <laughs> so I, that's one of my favorite things to do is when I go to the parks is go to these different restaurants because they're all so unique and they're all so different. Yeah. When Tokyo Disneyland was being developed, they planned on having a New Orleans Square by their Pirates of Caribbean ride, which meant it was a perfect setup to recreate the successful Blue Bayou restaurant. In 1983, Tokyo Disneyland opened, along with the replicated Blue Bayou. 
When Disneyland Park Paris was in development, a European version of the Blue Bayou called the Blue Lagoon was built along with the Park Paris's Pirates of the Caribbean attraction. Both debuted with the opening of Disneyland Park Paris on April 12, 1992. The restaurant, instead of being set on the bayou in New Orleans, was set on a tropical Caribbean island lagoon located on Isle Tesoro. The outside looks like an old Port Royal house with rocky terrain around it. The Blue Lagoon was rethemed in 2017 to fit with the retheming of the Pirates Ride, which added some concepts from the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. The restaurant was renamed Captain Jack's Restaurant de Pirates. The atmosphere wasn't changed too much, just the addition of Pirates culture and the changing of the restaurant dishes' names to fit the new theme. The history of the restaurant changed. Captain Jack Sparrow has now won the restaurant in a duel with Blackbeard's daughter, Angelica. In 2016, Tokyo's Blue Bayou revamped their menu to pull more inspiration from French and Creole-style cooking. Tokyo's Blue Bayou uses a course-set menu, which means you choose from different price-ranged menu sets, which include a few options for your appetizer, entree, bread, dessert, and soft drink. I think that this would be, for sure, a restaurant. Hopefully one day I get to go to Disneyland Paris. I think, for sure, this would be a restaurant that I would love to try. Yeah, I think it'd be fun to go there as well. I love that it's uh, based now on Captain Jack. And uh, I think that theming goes really well with uh, with Pirates Caribbean. Did you know they're making an, uh, a Captain Jack movie, where a, pretty, a prequel? I did not know that. Well, I, I mean, I've heard like the rumors of them making a new movie. Is Johnny Depp going to be in it or no? It's going to be someone else, right? Well, they, I think it's someone else. They're doing like a young Captain Jack. And I think, I think they said someone's going to be young Captain Jack, um, but I forget the name. Well, you know, in the last one, I think it was, they had a Jack Sparrow, but they digitally like had Johnny Depp like younger. It looked pretty good. I can't imagine anyone else playing Jack Sparrow than Johnny Depp. It's like, it's- you know, it'll be like someone else playing Iron Man it's i don't know i would be i'm a little leery about what about having someone else play Jack yeah Sparrow? yeah because he completely and totally made that role so oh my gosh yeah he did and you know i love those movies even like the even like the ones that people didn't like as much i still like them like they're fun movies okay this says uh this article says zach efron to play jack sparrow oh. in pirates of the caribbean reboot Oh, I don't Reboot. know about that. I don't know about that either. Reboot? On the history here, it says Tokyo has a course set menu. Uh, have you guys ever seen a course set menu? No. So it's so pretty much like you have, you get to pick, you know, like one option, one option, two option, three, and then you get all the courses that are in it. Yeah. So it's like they have two options, which are two different prices. And then based on the one you pick, you get certain entree options, certain appetizer choices, certain dessert choices, certain side choices with that value that you picked. And then that's how much you pay for that meal, no matter which ones you pick from the item. Yeah, it's a set. It's a set course kind of menu. It, it, it doesn't make it. I mean, I guess maybe you can look at it as it's more cost effective that way. It allows you to try a little bit more, but it's never really it's not something that's done. I would never look at one of those types of of menus as a value setting. I would look at it as more of a, um, I'm going to try more things setting. Mm -hmm. When Imagineers were designing Shanghai Disney, they knew they wanted a newer version of the Pirates of the Caribbean attraction, something based solely on the movies. The restaurant designed inside the same showroom, much like Blue Bayou, followed suit by theming it more on par with Captain Jack's. The restaurant became one of the largest at Shanghai Disney, 
and is located in the area of Treasure Cove, which is themed around the pirate life. Barbosa's bounty opened alongside the opening of Shanghai Disneyland on June 16, 2016. Barbosa's bounty is set up differently than all the other restaurants. It is a counter-service restaurant. A counter-service restaurant is a restaurant where guests order and receive their food at a centralized location instead of being serviced at their table. This colorful grog shop reflects the personality of its owner, Captain Hector Barbosa, who is a main fixture of Tokyo's Pirates of the Caribbean Battle of the Sunken Treasure. Behind the counter service, guests can see the spicy barbecue menu prepared by the pirate chefs. After guests receive their food, they have a few eating rooms to choose from, one supplying a view of the boats disembarking on their journey. So I changed my mind. I think I want to eat at this place yeah. instead of the actual restaurant. I How would, about you just try everything once in life? I'm down for that too. <laughs> but I love barbecue for sure. This also seems like you get to have a view of the boats of the boats of the attraction, which is really cool. Uh, this one seems more my personality also, which is it seems like it's a lot of fun, right? It's a colorful grog shop, reflects personality of its owner, Captain Hector Barbosa. I love the sound of that. <laughs> you like it because it sounds a little bit like Trader Trader Tra- Sam. It does. It does big time, right? <laughs> and it's fun. Uh, plus, it has barbecue. Trader Sam's doesn't even have spicy barbecue. Hook me up. <laughs> I'm gonna. I want some spicy barbecue right now. Yeah, spicy we barbecue, have barbecue for fun. dinner. I definitely would like to go to Shanghai Disney. I would also like to go to Tokyo Disneyland. I think if I had to choose a park, those two would be up for grabs. Maybe Tokyo because it has another park next to it. Um. Disney Sea, so that might be the winner in going if I had to go to an international park. But then, uh, but this this right here, just the ride alone, the Pirates of Caribbean Battle of the Sunken Treasure is something I really want to go on eventually in my life. And then to eat at Captain Hector Barbosa's before or after would be amazing. Come on, Jen. First cruise when they start opening back up, right? They're gonna cruise to Shanghai Disney. They're gonna go overseas. Let's go on it. Who don't, don't let's not even care about the price tag. Let's just go. Shanghai Disney, we're going to cruise all the way over there, right? Get I off love the boat. How you're you're creating your own itinerary here. <laughs> hey, you remember the last time we were at pa- Palo, right? Wasn't the person talking about this? Yeah, pre- they this were, is pre-COVID. This is pre-COVID, though. They were talking. They wanted to move ships over to the Asian market. Yeah, yeah. They have like a whole like college there for it, right? Mm-hmm. For like the cruise like ships and all, like if you want to become like a someone who works on a cruise boat. Quick fire, quick facts. Let's go. Disneyland California's Blue Bayou advises guests to make reservations one day in advance. If you want to plan ahead, you can make reservations two months prior to your Disney visit. Barbosa's Bounty offers eight different combos ranging from eight to $16. Disneyland Tokyo's Blue Bayou costs an adult $42 or $32 for the lunch special. Disneyland California's Blue Bayou is famous for their Monte Cristo sandwich. Turkey, ham, and Swiss cheese are battered and then fried to golden brown crispy delight, topped with a luscious dusting of icing sugar and a trio of sweet dips. That sounds amazing. If you get a starter and an entree at Captain Jack's, you can pay between $57 and $72. Let me tell you, that Monte Cristo sandwich. Mm. Really? Yeah. I mean, listen to it. It sounds sounds delicious. (laughs) It does sound good. Yeah, I want to go to Barbosa because look at those prices. This is the pricing I want at Disney: eight to sixteen dollars <laughs> yeah. for a meal. That's, Sign you can't me beat it. up. That's pretty good for at Disney. That's good for Disney prices right there. You know, it kind of reminds <laughs> me of 
um, Yak and Yeti because Yak and Yeti is like the main restaurant, it's like a sit down restaurant. Mm-hmm. And then they had the quick service right up there on the side, which is like probably one of my favorite places to eat at Animal yeah. Kingdom. Yeah, that's a good place. I always have a problem with the bees. There's always an abundance of bees Never over there. Never issue with bees. Don't go in spring. <laughs> <laughs> we here at Diz His love the Pirates attraction and the Pirates movies. We wish they had added a blue bayou here in the Magic Kingdom and know it is a must try when visiting any of the four parks that offer this amazingly themed eating experience. Dreaming of a Disney vacation? If you aren't able to go enjoy the resorts, then get yourself some three Cheeky Chicks wax melts. Studies show smells help bring forward memories, so these smells are a must-have if you want to put yourself back at these grand resorts. Go to MagicallyScented.com to order scents like Animal Kingdom Lodge. It's an earthy smell with sage, lemon, and lime. There is a Port Orleans French Quarter, which has fragrance of flowers, cotton, mandarin blossoms, freesia, and peonies. The Wilderness Lodge Melt smells of mahogany, blood orange, red pepper, sage, cognac, bourbon vanilla, golden amber, tonka bean, and sandalwood. The Vero Beach Melt will transport you with its orange blossom, star jasmine, velvet roses, and greens. Just visit MagicallyCinda.com and use promo code DizHiz20 to purchase a wide range of wax melts, candles, and room sprays, all made by Three Cheeky Chicks. That's Three Cheeky Chicks at MagicallyCinda.com, promo code DizHiz20. That's Three Cheeky Chicks at MagicallyCinda.com. Memories. 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 Hey, Jen, so we don't have memories. You're going to have a memory. Would you like to please share your memory with us? So there's, you know, usually I like to share like funny memories or things like that. And I don't really have anything per se, you know, like that. No, you know, Jen going crazy or something wild happening or anything like that. But, um, you know, I definitely um, have memories of bringing, you know, my kids and being super excited to eat there and with them. And we ended up sitting right on the water, which was great. You know, that's the best place to sit, in my opinion. So it was really um, just kind of a cool way to initiate them into Disneyland because it was their first visit there. So first visit, first day, you know, within a few hours of getting into the park, we're sitting in this amazing restaurant eating on the water. So it's kind of a cool way to kick off that trip, you know. How close is it to the entrance? To the entrance of Pirates? Uh, to the entrance of the park. Like how long would you say it takes you to get there? Oh, it's a few minutes. It's, you know, it's off of Main Street down through. I'm not as good with Disneyland directions, um, but it's not near the front of the park. Mm-hmm. It's pretty funny because if you were like ask that like pirates, you know, at Disney World at Magic Kingdom, we'll be like, oh, 10 minutes. Like yeah, we, 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 I, I'm not good enough at that. Niels wants to know. Hey, guys, this is Niels with this month's question. Which live-action movie from the Disney company, whether it's Disney or Fox, would you love to see to come alive in the Disney parks? Good luck! Okay, what do you got? I would love, one of my favorite Disney movies is Robin Hood. And they don't have those characters anywhere in the parks to go meet and greets. They don't have them at anything. And I would... Did he say live-action, though? Did he say live-action? My bad. Okay, I'll think of a different answer. All right, so I'm going to go then. Okay. My live-action is a no-brainer. You guys could probably guess it. Any guesses? Uh, 
Mary, Mary Poppins. Yep. But it's not coming though. It is, but they put it on hold indefinitely. I've I've uh, met Mary Poppins at Disney. But they um they're doing they're making Cherry Tree Lane and yeah. where they were going to and the ride and everything like that, which of course makes my heart very happy. So oh, okay. Okay, how about you, Alex? This is hard. I mean, because we go to Disney World and not Disneyland, I would love to have Marvel Heroes. Obviously, that is like an easy guess for me. Easy one. I mean, it's kind of cheating because I could go to Disneyland and see uh, superheroes. But because we live here and go to Disney World, we can't see superheroes. And I think that would be awesome to meet and greet the heroes, the Marvel heroes. I think that's a really that's I mean, I think I would love to see that also for sure. That's good. And, and Mary Poppins is cool, too. Uh, Steve is saying in chat, he's saying Home Alone, which will be. Can you imagine how fun that would be? That would be what? fun. Yeah. Uh, I think I would. Uh, I think I would want to see Peach Dragon. I think that'd be cool to see something with Peach Dragon. So even Pete? though I guess it's like kind of an older movie, but I would love to see like a Peach Dragon like ride. Uh I think that would be, I think that'd be kind of cool, you know, or anything that you're like, uh, Chris is saying alien in chat. <laughs> <laughs> they, Can we try that once already? That traumatized me as a kid. <laughs> uh, but, uh, they could probably do like alien at, uh, Mickey's not so scary. That would make it Mickey scary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jungle book would be another good one. I think there's a live action Mar- now. Jungle Book is a live action. Right. I'm saying it's live action now. So you can use Jungle Book. We can, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think about other live action ones. James and the Giant Peach. That would be cool. I love it. Hey, I'd like anything uh, Nightmare Before Christmas, Ooh. like See, a ride or area. Night at the Museum. I mean, these these movies, I believe, I'm not sure if Night at the Museum is on Disney Plus, is it? I don't think so. Mm. But Home Alone is for sure. And that would be, can you imagine going to... Like a fun house and you're oh, getting hit over the head with paint cans. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> what? I'm interested to see. Let's try to guess what Neil said. What do you think he said? Oh, man, that's hard. It's hard to Live guess. Action. I bet he says Mary Poppins. Oh, I'm going to say, I'm gonna say <laughs> Hamilton. Hamilton. <laughs> I would think it's something Disney actually put on. I bet you it's, I bet you it's uh, Mary Poppins. Let's find out. I would love to see Romeo and Juliet coming to life in the parks. The 1996 movie by Baz Luhrmann with Leonardo DiCaprio and Claire Danes. As this is one of my favorite movies of all time. Uh, it was my high school favorite. And it's well just a great combination of a classic story with classic elements. But also uh, modern influences. Action, drama, romance. Um, a lot of different music styles. Uh, great songs. A lot of color. Yeah, it's um, something for everyone, I would say. And, uh, well, be sure to check it out. And it will be great to relive this movie one day uh, in the parks. So be sure to check out my uh, Instagram as well, at CapturingDisneyParks, or visit my website, CapturingDisneyParks.com. Thank you very much, and till next month. Hey, so Chris Chris, Chris has put it in chat. He said, I think we need to listen to his question one more time. (laughs) Why? (laughs) Because did he say any live action? He did 20, he said, or 20th Century Fox. So Romeo and Juliet was 20th Century Fox? It, it must be. It must be. It must be. I mean, I, I don't, don't think he's going to come up with a question. Fits what park? I, don't I, think think... Be, I think that would be fun. I mean, Epcot, I guess, right? Like if you're sitting there and you're going to do Spaceship Earth, all of a sudden the Romans are like taking down like the Romans? cathedral. 
Yeah, man. Isn't that like in the Roman times? No, Romeo plus no. Juliet was a was a common era with the you know, with the Yeah, but wasn't like the, isn't that back in like the, the original story? The original but he's story. Talking but he's talking about, about movie. the movie. He's which which about is the set in which is set in like modern times. Early two yeah. thousands. Yeah. That's a great movie. It is it's really it, they did a good job with it for sure. I mean, it's because it's different. You really when you think of Romeo and Juliet, you don't think of you know modern times. I guess you can say. Mm-hmm, yeah. He has a joke here. So he sent it. He sent it without a joke, and I was like, Niels. I was like, No, man. I was <laughs> like, you, We love your jokes. You need to go ahead and send a joke. So he sent a, a different recording with a joke. Go ahead. Psst, Alex, Jen. I think I know Joe's password for the Disney World website. It's Jasmine, Ariel, Mulan, Tiana, Cinderella. In one go, the instruction said to use five characters. Bye. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. What did he say? Well, I don't get it. I, didn't, I don't get it. What did he say? <laughs> did he say butt? He said, he said to use five characters. So instead uh. of... <laughs> oh, my God. So you use those? Oh, that's funny. Okay. Oh, that's never, good, never. It never doesn't make me laugh. I know, man. Be sure to follow our social media, DizHiz65, on Twitter and Instagram. And relatively new, we have a Twitch stream account. Just go to twitch.tv, that's T-W-I-T-C-H dot TV, and search DizHiz. Be sure to follow us so you are notified when we start to stream. We sometimes put up spotlights in old episodes, but the best thing is Joe live streaming classic Disney games like Aladdin and Lion King. Sometimes our friend Remy from Remy's Roundtable will drop by to give us some Disney news. Just follow us and jump in when we are live. Joe loves to chat with fans, so start messaging away. You also never know who may stop by for a hang. That's Diz His on Twitch. Okay, Jen, so uh, you, know, you have to go do something. So we're going to talk about WandaVision before you go, right? Yes. Would you, so go ahead. I was going to say the reason I have to go is because we are getting ready to do like a pretty decent home renovation, but it's kind of cool because it's a little bit Disney related Ooh. because our color inspiration came from the remodel of Saratoga Springs. Oh, so, cool. My DVC home resort. So, so it's kind of related in the world of Disney, but yes, I have to go start things with that. So that's why I'm taking off. Um, so not much. I mean, the biggest thing in the world of Disney, um, actually just a couple hours ago was they're really opening things up at Alani now. That's a good thing considering mm-hmm. that that's coming up in like three months for us. Yep. So um, we were actually were able to book the luau tonight. And um, we got a little bit of um, the gen luck and we got some poolside cabanas for our trip. I don't think yeah. you'll so make was... the luau tonight, though. What's that? I don't think you'll make the luau tonight. You said you booked no, it I tonight. No, I won't make the luau tonight, but I booked it. That was a big thing. <laughs> So, um, so that was kind of exciting. Other than that, uh, WandaVision kind of encompasses all of our time. Mm-hmm. This was, uh, what'd you think of this episode? Um, I, it, it's definitely setting us up for the end. Um, it's, it's heart wrenching, but there's something that, um, actually I should say heartbreaking. Um, but there's something I notice, and I confirmed this with my daughter. Because it's a very sad episode, right? It definitely yeah. tugs at the heartstrings. Mm-hmm. So I was emotional, but I was not as emotional as I felt like I should have been. 
And she echoed that sentiment. And then we both thought about it. And I went back and watched it again because I thought maybe, you know, like my, my emotions are broken or something. Like, why wasn't I sobbing at this poor woman's heartbreak? <laughs> but I'm going to tell you why. Because music to me plays such a pivotal piece in conveying emotion in mm-hmm. shows. Yeah. And the, the music, there it just wasn't there as much. And so that's why it was sad. And, and the second time I did tear up a little bit. Um, but it was like playing like, the music in your head. No, but it wasn't just it wasn't. Um, OK, so I'll give you the example. What made <laughs> me think of this was somebody put together like a TikTok, but they had the music from up in it, you know, yeah. like that. So and then I'm like sobbing at that. Mm, yeah. Like, why am I crying at this, but not at the show? And then I went back and watched the show. And that's why, because mm. the music is almost like an afterthought. Like, it's just it doesn't play as big of a part. It's just not as um, it just doesn't set the tone as much, I guess. Mm-hmm. for it so the whole thing was very sad and traumatic and it, it helps you understand wanda's mental state mm-hmm. um you know showcasing you know the, how dealing with like mental mental health issues and things like that you know I, I feel like they 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 portrayed that very well um and i'm super excited for you know the finale do you think the reason why the music the music didn't play such a big part in it is because we were trying we were really like focusing on what was going on because because, you know, the show, it always has these like kind of like is all these Easter eggs. Right. So do you think that we were so focused on the show itself? We weren't really even paying. Was there music? No, it was just like background music. It wasn't anything like think about. OK, so think about in um, Endgame. You know, mm-hmm. at the end there with yeah. Iron Man and everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, the you the scene is set. And if you watch it, because there actually is things that are there, there are I've seen clips of it without music. Mm-hmm. Sad. But it's not the same as when you put it all together with the music because Oh, now, yeah, no doubt about it. I can listen to just the music from that particular scene. Like I'll sometimes I have like a Marvel mix that's on while I'm working. And if that song comes on, I start tearing up. Because mm-hmm. I, that's just that's how my brain associates sadness or, you know, t- emotion in, in certain scenes. So um, but very sad. Mm-hmm. I mean, you completely and totally understand this poor woman has just had everything in her life taken away from her. She just has nothing. Mm-hmm. So um, and of course, my family is obsessed like everyone else is with Agatha. You know, she's kind mm-hmm. of kind of our favorite. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's so. a she's a pretty interesting character overall because she's not really. I mean, she's. I was surprised they chose her to play that character. I think she does a great. Oh, I think she does a great job, also. But I mean, she's like in Step Brothers. You know, she's in that right. movie, so she's she plays kind of like a really silly character. Mm-hmm. And for her to be playing like a bad guy, I don't see her really in that role. But she's doing a great job. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, and one of those characters like you like. You know, is she a good mm-hmm. guy? Is she a bad guy? Kind yeah. of thing. When you just like her either way. So, yeah. what about you? What did you guys think of uh, WandaVision? Go ahead, Alex. Um, so, earlier in the in season, I wasn't a big fan of it because I didn't like the way its style was done because I didn't care about sitcoms of that age and stuff. And then as the show keeps going on, I'm like, oh, I like the episodes, but it's building something, right? And then every time I watch it, I'm like, oh, man, this episode was so short. I wanted more information. And then at some point, I'm thinking, like, when is it a good show? Like, if every episode is, you're like, oh, it must be building to something. Oh, it must be building to something. Oh, oh, this episode's building to something. Oh, this episode's building to something. Like, when is it you're like, oh, wait, there's actually nothing in those episodes. If like, there's not, 
if there's nothing happening that's making you aware or understand what's going on, then are those episodes actually necessary? Is there content in the episodes that you need? If all you're saying after episode is done, you're like, oh, it's going to be revealed eventually. You know what I'm saying? Mm hmm. Yeah, I, 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 there's so many layers in it, it you, because you got to it's almost like you got to go dig afterwards and find all the Easter eggs that people find. Like people just obsess when it comes out They're they're picking everything apart. So even though the general theme is everything's going to be revealed later, there's little there's little tidbits everywhere that are being oh, left. Yeah. And I kind of I'm, I'm that person that is after the show, I'm on YouTube searching, you know, the spoilers and Easter eggs. I've and yet all those to do that. Things. Uh, you don't do that? I have yet to do it. No, maybe I should try it. Oh, you should. Yeah, there's a, there's a of lot things. of really cool things. But I feel yeah. like I've looked at stuff like they're like looking at a trailer and they're like, I think we talked about on the episode. They're like, oh, this means something. And it's just like an infinity sign. It's like, well, people, when they when they think of mathematical equations, they think infinity sign. Just because infinity sign is on the board doesn't mean it actually represents something to do with infinity sign. <laughs> but I kind of like this thinking about it, though. But like it's, it could but, be. You, pull, you can pull anything out of anything if you think hard enough about it. Yeah, yeah sure. Marvel doesn't do things on accident, though. Like, honestly, like some <laughs> of the little things that are in there, you're like, whoa, this is crazy. That's true. That's true. Uh, I enjoyed it. It was a good episode. It wasn't my favorite one because it was a very depressing episode, you know. Uh, but I think it definitely is going to it's leading up to the final episode, which I cannot wait to watch. Uh, yeah, I can't wait. Tomorrow. Yep. Or tonight at 3 a.m. That's true. I'm, I'm going to say, yeah. <laughs> no, you're not. No, I'm going to be sleeping. Anything else did, did you do, Jen? No, that's it. What did you do in the world of Disney? I uh, watched uh, Fiona and Ulysses, right? Or Oh, yeah. What did you yeah. think, man? It was pretty good. It was pretty good. Did you I watch with it. Emma? Uh, yeah, we watched with Emma. Uh, she wasn't actually, she really didn't like it that much. I'm not saying she no. hated it, but it didn't, it didn't, she didn't care to, re, to continue watching it when we wanted to finish it. Uh, mm-hmm. She watched all of it, but. When we asked her to re- to finish it, she was like, no, we'll watch this instead. And then, no, we'll watch this instead. And then eventually we're like, we have to finish it because we want to finish it. So we finished it and uh, it was a lot different than I thought it was going to be compared to, I mean, you didn't describe it too much because you, you wanted to ruin the storyline or anything, but it was different than I thought it was going to be. Um, mm-hmm. But it was, it was decent. It was interesting. I like the idea behind it and I like the, uh, what they did with it. I like the characters. I think the characters were a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I thought the whole story was just. I think I thought it was just a fun story. You know, it wasn't like you know Oscar winner fun. A lot of emotions. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what else? Um, other than that, nothing too much. Okay. How about you? Uh, so you know, we did a giveaway last week. We this month. I mean, this, well, last month we actually gave away a bunch of stuff. We gave away. Three bags of coffee, thanks to Tara, one of our patrons. She mm-hmm. donated that coffee. Uh, I sent her a Diz His mug also for helping us out. Oh, nice. Yep. And we also gave away a Three Chicky Chicks wax melt. Mm-hmm. We're going to be doing a giveaway here again soon with Three Chicky Chicks. So, you know, if you're listening right now and you want to get in on that giveaway, go ahead and join our Patreon. Yeah. Uh, also... Oh, if you join a Patreon, I mean, we have a uh, you know a great Discord chat. Mm-hmm. We have we right now we're live on Zoom, so you'll you'll get in on those, and uh, you know it really does help support the show. Also, I did a virtual spotlight with Jared. He's someone that I've been talking with on social media, so I did a virtual spotlight with him. Okay, and also I'm looking into getting Rai Rai Raya Raya the Last Dragon. 
Right. Uh, uh, think... we're, we're recording on Thursday and it actually comes out tomorrow. Yeah. And we're thinking about getting it as a family. You know, we pay the extra money mm-hmm. and we're thinking about getting that movie. We're going to get it. Are you really? Yeah. Oh, well, uh, yeah. So I'm kind of looking forward to watching that and kind of talking about that next week because it looks like a pretty cool movie. I, I don't know if we'll be watching it before next episode. Um, Before next Thursday, I'm not sure. I don't know the okay. plan, but we do plan on watching it. Well, I'll let you know what I think of it. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not going to, I won't give away anything. Yeah. Also, you know, check us out on Sources Radio. Uh, just go to srsounds.com. It's a great channel. Love the station. I, I uh, love the station. I listen to it daily. Uh, we're on it also. You can also listen to other great Disney shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, my, my favorite thing to listen to on the station is just the audio walkthroughs of the attraction. So they'll sit there and they'll have someone walking through Haunted Mansion. And it actually brings you back. Well, not brings you back, but well, it brings me back. But if you haven't been to Disney, I can bring you back there. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it brings me to Haunted Mansion. Or they'll sit there and do a, a walkthrough of, you know, Space Mountain. And it brings me back to Space Mountain. So I think it's super cool when they do that. That's like, that's like my favorite thing. And it's also cool when you, you, can, you can hear the walkthrough. You can hear the people talking. Mm-hmm. And you hear the noises from the attraction. Super cool. Uh, but yeah, you can go ahead and check us out on Sources Radio at 1 p.m. on Fridays. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like on Tuesdays, I've been doing this thing with Remy. Yes. Right, where we kind of talk about Disney news. Yeah. If you go to Twitch, you can see us live. You can watch us live on Tuesdays, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. You know, he talks about the news. Sometimes I play games. It's random stuff. Um, but he posted a picture on his Facebook page where when he, I guess I wasn't sure if he, when he was working at Disney, but Whoopi Goldberg was there and she was one of the cast members on Haunted Mansion. So she had like the, the Haunted Mansion outfit all, all up. What? And uh, so she worked at Disney World. Well, she didn't work there, but I think they gave her like an outfit. And oh, she was pretty- like a promotional thing? Yeah, hold on. It's pretty cool. Like a fun day? Yeah, yeah. And were you there when we saw Whoopi Goldberg walking around Disney? It was during like Christmas one year. We we went and yeah. Whoopi Goldberg was just walking around. I think we had separated because some of us were going to get in line. Some of us were doing other things. But I think I know what you're talking about because she was at, she was doing our, uh, she was doing our candlelight processional. Yeah. I'm about to post it in Meals. chat. Oh my goodness! <laughs> and is that lady now? Is that lady asking her question because she's Whoopi Goldberg? Or she just asked a question because she thinks she works it's at like, Disney. <laughs> I don't know, like, but Whoopi Goldberg doesn't look very. She looks kind of happy. She's about to start, start smiling. Yeah, yeah, which is not how you're supposed to be. She'd be fired. So that's the his on the Blue Bayou. I'm Joe. I'm Alex. I'm Jen. Thanks for listening, and have a magical week. Please follow us on all social media by searching DizHis65. Share us and subscribe to our podcast to get the latest show when it is available. If you want to help us out, get tips, get your memories shared on the podcast, see pictures and videos of what we are up to at the parks, join our goof troop on Patreon.com and search for DizHis.